right. Uh, this morning, we want to continue and looking at the subject of managing our way into victory. Um, I'll, I'll, if we could turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12, from verse 12, it says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And then verse 13, From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. And verse 14, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Verse 15, it says, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, and you know, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And in 17 it says, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Uh, so we start out by saying that Jesus Christ uh, offered up one sacrifice or a sacrifice of himself, his blood and his body, once and for all. And the worth of that sacrifice, the depth of that sacrifice, is that it created a foundation for a legitimate expectation on the part of Jesus. That is, Jesus now expects that all of his enemies will be made his footstool. Uh, when he says all of his enemies will be made his footstool, uh, so what he's doing, what he's saying is that from this work that I have done, now the possibility has now been opened up. This possibility is now opened up unto all. Uh, this is my expectation, uh, that every single member of my body, uh, because we are seated together with Jesus at the right hand of the Father, he is the head, we are the body. And so he is saying, I have triumphed at the resurrection and I want what happened in and through me to now be made visible to all the world through the members of my body. So here is my expectation. Uh, Jesus says, all right, once any member of my body, individually or collectively, go through anything, my expectation is that they are going to come out on top, they are going to be triumphant, they are going to conquer the situation, and they are going to be victorious. In other words, they will win every single battle that they confront on the earth. Uh, that this covenant does not guarantee in any way or suggest a life that is free of warfare, a life that is free of challenges, a life that is free of tribulation. In fact, it promises tribulation. For Jesus said, be of good cheer. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome them all. So there is no suggestion that you will not face conflict, all right? In fact, it suggests that. But what it guarantees 
is you are going to come out victorious in every single situation in which you find yourself. Now, if you get alarmed and shocked and you start thinking that I was not supposed to go through anything, then you don't have, which means psychologically you already get defeated, which happens a lot to people, so they don't put up the fight that they ought to put up in order to get the victory. Uh, but it says here that here is my expectation, you are going to win every single battle. So it says, I'm seated now with this expectation that all of my enemies shall be made my footstool. So it tells us in Romans 16 and verse 20, this is what he's talking about. It says, the God of all peace will shortly, it says, shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So it says, the God of all peace, all right, gives us this. In a short period of time, he will bruise Satan underneath your feet. Uh, this is the fulfillment of the words of Jesus in the garden when he told the serpent that your seed, the seed of the woman, shall bruise your head and you shall bruise its heel. So it's still that warfare being played out and God says, I will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. So we want to look at, all right, what goes on. So uh, first of all, let's establish this that you will go through things, all right? That's the way in which God shows that. So don't think it as a fairy trial. Don't think it as something strange, right? Because the, as, as they were told, the Philistines were told, quit ye like men and fight. And the minute they did that, they started winning, all right? So if you have this mindset, when you are faced with what you term as unusual challenges, that this should not be my portion as a Christian, then it's that weakness or that wrong doctrine that actually defeats people, not the real warfare, which means they didn't expect it. Uh, they felt that because they are Christians, they won't go through anything. But we see this, this is where the covenant really comes to work. Uh, so first thing we've got to understand is this, you will face things, all right? You will come against opposition, tough opposition there, but, all right, God says with all certainty, you will come out victorious once you understand the process. The sacrifice is perfect. Learn the process of that sacrifice, and you are going to win the victory every single time, right? So you'll go through things, and that's how the light of God will shine forth. Now, in Hebrews chapter 1, who is doing the fighting? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, God said to Jesus, he said, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? We saw in Romans 16, 20, the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet. All right? Over there he says, I will make. So this was talking to the church that God will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. So there's that period of time here, right? Then he says in Hebrews 1.13, all right, he said to Jesus, sit until I make your enemies your footstool. 
So number one, you are going to go through things. Number two, you are going to come out victorious. Number three, the person who is going to fight is the father. The father said to Jesus, sit, and we are seated together with Jesus, sit until I, not you, but I, make thine enemies thy footstool, until I bruise Satan under the feet of every single member of the body of Christ. So the father says, I'm the one going to do it, and everything I will to do, all right, means ask me to do it, right? So you get into any situation, look to the Father. This battle is not yours. It belongs to God. It is God that wants to prove a point through your life. It is God that wants to shine out of, all right, Zion, all right, and stretch for the Lord of his strength so that you rule in the midst of your enemies. The battle belongs to God. That battle does not belong to you. It's the Father who is going to fight for you. Understand that. So in prayer there, you are asking him, all right, to do that which he has willed to do. So you are faced with a challenge, you acknowledge the fact that Jesus died for my victory, and this puts God in a covenant with Jesus that he will fight in this situation here for me, and God cannot lose, all right, in any battle there. So how does this fight, all right, occur? First step here. Let's put up Psalm chapter 2. I want to talk about the four things you need to do. Psalm chapter 2 here, and from verse 1. It says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? All right, it says, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Let us, and it says, he that sitteth in the heavens, so Jesus is seated there, shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Verse 5, then shall he speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Verse 6, the father says, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. And then he says in verse 7, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, that's this what Jesus is saying, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Now, next verse, it now says this, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And then it says, Thou shalt dash them or break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So the decree is that, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy possession, all right, or the hidden and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. So the first thing is, when you are faced with a situation, remember it is the Father that has said, because he is going to be glorified here. He is the one who said to Jesus, sit until I make thine enemies thy footstool, or bruise the head of Satan under the feet of your people. 
So you go to God in prayer and ask. And it's important to have this mindset, and I'll show it from the scriptures, that when the enemy attacks, and you must have this mindset, when you are going through things, all right, and situations come up, and the enemy moves and comes in like a flood, it is important, all right, and you experience some pushback that make sure you don't enter into this mindset where you are trying to consolidate. In other words, the mindset is, let me just maintain what I have, all right, or get back to where I used to be. Number two, don't go on the defensive, which means we are trying to protect, and you get into that mindset. What you should do is to launch a counter-attack immediately. And how do you launch the counter-attack? By asking God for greater territory, by asking him to enlarge your coast in the midst of the conflict, by asking for a specific victory that supersedes what you had before, which means you must be aggressive. I'll show this. You must start asking for. That's why he said, ask of me, and I will give you the heathen. So the heathen were raging and imagined vain things. He says, now, you hadn't even moved into that territory. Ask me for that territory as your inheritance. Ask me for the uttermost part of the earth as your, as your possession. Enlarge, all right, your tent. Lengthen, all right, your, your cords there. Don't begin to consolidate. That's not how victory is won in warfare. Don't go on the defensive, trying to protect, all right, what you already have. Go on the offensive and be aggressive in your request, all right? Aggressive and have that expansionist mindset to take in more territory, all right? Just like Abraham was a child and God said, expand, I'll make you a father of many nations. That's the way God operates. Expand your mind there. And then what you're going to do, we'll talk about next week here, is then mobilize your ground game to accomplish, all right, what you have prayed. But the prayer must be, all right, a prayer for more territory. Do not begin, all right, to think about consolidating. You know, people go through things, and this is what Satan really wants. He wants you now, you know, to, to, to you, know, you know, narrow the thing, all right, uh, bring the dream down, right? Make it conform, right, to the image of the battle that is going on, right? You, you had this dream for a business, something happens in the environment, and it's almost like people are surrendering their dream there. People are beginning to make adjustments there, all right, to consolidate. They are beginning to, you know, come into themselves. He says, it is that time I want you to now, you know, have this expansionist mindset, ask for more territory, reach out for something greater, which means what you believe inside your heart, uh, what you have faith for that is beyond that particular thing, Start asking because it's according to your faith, all right, so shall it be, as you have believed, which means look for what you believe inside of yourself. How do you see, right, uh, the conviction about your life? Uh, wh where do you see yourself on the inside there, right, that you feel that this thing might have threatened it? I mean, God showed me this morning, I said, but what if what people ask is not, is not you know, according to your will? He said, think about what happened. He says, 
what happened is the trial of your faith. In other words, the enemy is trying to fight something that is already in you. All right? It's the trial of your faith, which means there's already something inside you. There's a conviction about your life, about your future, you know, about some greatness that is on the inside of you that has been lying dormant there. And what the enemy comes to do now, he wants to attack that thing and tell you that that thing that is right on the inside of yourself will never happen, is never going to come to pass, and all of that. And many people make the adjustments there and don't understand the principle of fighting back. In other words, the principle of getting aggressive, right? Once, right, the enemy begins to push on us. That is asking for more territory, all right? Expanding, all right, our vision. In other words, somebody's, don't just ask for healing, right? If you say that I, I have a condition in my body, all right? Ask for not just the healing, Ask for a ministry that not only will you get healed, that you will go around the world and teach people from your experience and deliver people from that situation. Something that when people look at, go on the inside. How far can you see within yourself? Forget, all right, about the condition on the outside and ask according to the vision, all right, that lies on the inside of you and reach for it. So get aggressive in terms of your prayer. That's what it tells us here. It says, ask for the heathen there as your inheritance. Ask for the uttermost parts of the earth as your possession. Ask for victory in specific terms. Esther, when the nation of Israel or the Jews were under threat and Haman wanted them destroyed and she got into the inner courts of the king, which is a type of us going into the presence of God, the king said, what do you want? Unto half of my kingdom will I give it unto you. In other words, during that time of warfare, there was great promotion that even came to Mordecai. They entered into places, they displaced, which means it wasn't that they just won and went back to where they were. They won, all right, and took up more territory. So the enemy is either trying to take your territory or you are trying to take territory from him. Anybody that plays consolidation there is going to lose. All right, anybody that just tries to consolidate or maintain. I mean, pull up Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. I mean, you'll see how the enemy operates. It tells us there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and what the dragon did was to fight back. In other words, they understand it, that once warfare comes, you fight back. You don't sit down, all right? You don't say, well, it looks like, you know, the, the, the um, Naira crashed, all right? And so what we should do is consolidate what we have. What we should do is to, is to you know, reduce, all right, the amount of, no, 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 go to God, all right? And tell him that, look, we want a specific victory here. Uh, there were dreams that you had on the inside of yourself before anything happened on the outside. Uh, there were thoughts that you harbored on the inside of yourself here. Yeah. Now that the warfare has come, it is an announcement as far as the realm of the spirit is concerned that the time of the fulfillment of your dream has come. That is what it actually means in the realm of the spirit. Listen, when Jesus was teaching on trials and tribulation, he likened it to the sun, that you plant a seed, and then it begins to grow, and then the sun comes out. The reason why people get offended, he says it's trials and tribulation, 
is that many Christians don't even expect to go through trials and tribulation. But once you understand it's an integral part of your Christian experience and a must, all right, then you understand what does the sun do. When the sun comes out, which he is called trials and tribulation now, the sun, as far as plant life is concerned, the sun, all right, causes something that is called photosynthesis there, and once that happens, it catalyzes, which means speeds up the growth of the plant. So once the sun comes out and there is, all right, the fight there and something seemingly seems to be going wrong, that is when you should ask for more territory, all right, greater manifestation, crunch the time. If you felt it would take 10 years, then crunch it to two years and pray powerful, specific prayers, asking God, all right, for complete victory in that situation. So don't make the mistake of going into your shell. Don't make the mistake of withdrawal. Don't make that mistake where people get offended and, you know, start playing small, all right? That is the very time you should. That's why all plants grow towards the sun. The sun is releasing heat, it should be hostile, but they grow towards it because that's where they get the energy, right? That's why they go upright towards the sun because that's where. I mean, when we did biology back then, they'll put the seed, and if the sunlight is coming from the side, then the plant turns and begins to go that way. In other words, it's trying to reach, all right, from where, where the sunlight is because it understands that that's where the energy really is. So it's this paradigm here. When others say there's a casting down, they say this is an opportunity, all right, for a lifting up. So they go to God, and you are specific about it, and ask him for victory, enlarge your tent, lengthen your cords there, all right, and he says, I will give you the uttermost, which means is what you ask for is as far as your eyes can see, is the territory, all right, that you ask for, that is the territory that he's going to give. He said, listen on the grounds of the blood, all right, of Jesus Christ. I mean, if somebody comes to meet you who is an honest person, the Bible says you shouldn't swear, but this is an honest person, an honest broker, and he says something, and, 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 and you, you, you find it difficult to believe that what this person is saying is actually, all right, you're struggling, and then that person says to you that I'm saying this on the blood of my children. If, if that person says that, then you understand that, no, 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 come on. I, I mean, this person is, is getting deep now. Now, 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 the father is saying, I'm saying this on the blood of my son. That, listen, ask of me. He says this, I will bring all of your enemies under your footstool. So the first thing is go into the place of prayer and do ask God, all right, for greater territory, right? Don't shrink in. Don't adjust, uh, don't narrow your vision, all right? Go for something bigger than where you are coming from. Job chapter 36, verse 15 and 16, all right? I want to look at some scriptures that tell you that anytime you go through things, God is bringing you to a broad place, a larger place than you have ever been. So let's pray and be consistent with his will because that's where he's playing. He says, he delivered the poor in his affliction 
and openeth their ears in oppression. And we'll talk about this. Verse 16. Even so will he have removed thee out of the street, which is narrow into a broad place where there is no straightness, and that which will have been set on your table shall be full of fatness. Look at every scripture that God is promising. When you are going through something, it's an expansionist mindset. In other words, I'm taking you into a bigger ground. I'm taking you out of Egypt, not into a normal life. I'm taking you into a land that flows with milk and honey. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.